If you don't have a goal in mind of what you want to do with that video, it's nearly impossible to have a successful video campaign, even from writing the videos. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Alicia Esposito, Senior Content Strategist for Demand Gen Report. And for today's episode, we're going back to a B2BMX session from 2018, all about video content. And our panelists, Candace Edelin of Propel Growth, Andreas Hawk of Hawk Digital, and Paul Casanelli of Brightcove, all come from different areas of the video content creation process, from more strategic to creative and tactical to measurement and optimization. So it's actually a very well-rounded conversation. Whether you're relatively new to video marketing and you want to figure out how to get started and figure out what story you should be telling and why, or if you've been doing video for a while, but you're trying to figure out ways to optimize reach and performance, you're going to get some really valuable insights and takeaways. So I hope you enjoy this panel and come away with some great ideas and recommendations that will really help you capitalize on this ever-evolving and extremely valuable format. Uh, I think the big shift that we're seeing on the uh, video technology side is kind of that long tail of video adoption is now really uh, becoming the uh, the main you know state of affairs. So we you know saw a lot of early adopters doing big things with video, and it was kind of out of reach for many companies. And those companies are now coming into their own. And you know the cost of doing video and publishing video on the web is becoming much cheaper. And so we're seeing this kind of explosion and flourishing of of B two B in particular video um, across the board. So that's the thing that we're most excited about. How about you, Andreas? Um, I, I agree, and uh, what we see a lot is that companies are using a lot of different uh, varieties of videos now. It's not just uh, marketing actually the product, it's all about you know, telling the brand story, having your company culture, uh, what do you do for charity, what, it's basically everything that you do that you can actually show that will make your company more interesting and then will obviously also you get more sales because more people are going to be interested in your company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of companies want to do more video, but it's a big budget item. And so they're looking for ways to make sure that it's got an impact. How many out there already have videos in, part of your, in your marketing strategy right now? Wow, everybody. How many has more than one video? More than five? More than 10? Wow, there's a lot of investment in video here. More than 20. Seriously, wow, cool, okay. We gotta talk after this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, where are you seeing the most impact when you're using video? What's the biggest impact that you can get from it? What's the most important spend that you should be thinking about? I think there's two things. I think the first is you don't have to think about um, making like one huge video investment per year. I think you know there's a customer life cycle or a customer journey, I should say, uh, across your digital properties, and it's we find it's better to have video across that entire journey. 
um, to make it a video-centric experience. So I, the, the key piece of that is making sure that you're able to uh, provide a high-quality video experience in that whole journey, and then benchmark the ROI of that by you know with video analytics. So that's that's the major, that's the you know best way to to get your ROI and your video investment, in my opinion. Okay, Andreas. Um, I've seen a big uh, trend also in in-house productions. Um, I have a production company, so in the beginning I was fighting it. I was trying to sell my videos, <laughs> and then I realized uh, bigger companies will eventually move of doing an in-house production. So. Mm -hmm. Set them up, give them the tools, and there they go. They will do. You still make your money by telling them what to do, and um, it works. And uh, that's how you actually can save a lot of money. We're gonna get to that uh, a little bit later. Yeah, but, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah but I, I would say in-house production is a is a big trend at the moment. Okay, so um, we were going to show quite a few examples of videos today. So let's start with Paul. Can you show us a video that this is aspirational? Yeah. <laughs> but um, we'll have you show the video first and then talk a little bit about what, um, what was going on there. So can you go ahead and cue the first video? Very cool. So talk about this video and what the purpose was and what the outcomes were. Sure, so uh, I don't know if you saw right at the end, they had that little hashtag at the top right-hand corner, uh, hashtag data for good. And this was a, uh, a campaign by SaaS to try to put a human touch and emotional touch uh, to their brand and to make analytics seem like something more than just rows in a spreadsheet and, and visualization. And Andreas was speaking earlier about how there's a focus now in video to show everything that you do. Uh, the charitable foundations you work for, the social impact you have, and for SaaS, this was really important to put uh, to put the you know story together about how their products impact the world. Mm -hmm. And so this was a broad brand uh, video campaign, and so it wasn't necessarily tied towards uh, you know an email campaign or or things like that. But what they did was they used this as a centerpiece of a broad uh, brand campaign, uh, used it to get social engagement. Um, and so what they saw was um, a broad uh, increase across their digital properties of, um, of traffic uh, because of the broad reach of this and the connection that it made with, with their potential buyers. Mm -hmm. So um, the outcomes that met their goals or did it exceed their goals? Or? Uh, it actually exceeded their goals, which was part of the reason why we were able to get them as, a, uh, as an official uh, customer example, uh, <laughs> which everybody in B2B knows that's not always the easiest thing to do. So it exceeded their goals, and um, it was really actually what uh, our champion at SAS used as a springboard to uh, increase their investment and be more video first across all of their, uh, their market. And the thing that's great about this is like, you know, SaaS is a B2B company. They're selling analytic solutions to others. And by the look of that, you'd think that was something that Coca-Cola or Pepsi or, or some you know, brand would be you know, uh, donating consumer goods or something like that, but it was for an analytics product. Well, and it wasn't just about the charitable objectives, it was really about delivering value with their product and oh, explaining the product itself. So great, yeah. thanks for that example. Yep. So um, what terrifies me is I look at something like that and I work with a lot of small companies as a marketing consultant and they do not have that budget. Hmm. So um, I'd like to have Andreas show a video that accomplishes similar goals but is at a lower cost. So you wanna show that and then talk about yeah, it? Yes. I'm Kari Kostropoulos. Nice animations. Thanks. So talk about that one. 
Um, so basically, that's a, that's a startup company that um, produces tools to fix iPhones, um, uh, smartphones in general. And um, when they started out, they have all these tools, but they don't uh, have any marketing budget. So they came to us and they said they have no marketing budget for videos. Um, so I said, okay, what is no budget? Now you think $10,000 maybe, it's small. They said, no, they have like maximum $2,000. So what can you do? So basically what we did, um, we gave them some tools and we did uh, set them up how to do their own productions. So that was shot at their office, that's their office. The animation, there's a website, I don't know if you guys heard of that website called fiverr.com, um, mm -hmm. basically where you can get an animation for $5. This animation was $50. Wow. <laughs> so um, it's scary. They did the whole animation for 50 bucks? <laughs> yeah. It's a, so um, we're using um, music, we're using audio network, for example, that you pay a yearly fee and you can use any of the music and it's not even that expensive. Uh, it's like, I think, $3,000 for a year and they have over 10,000 songs. So it's all about the resources you're using, and especially nowadays, you can get a whole crew uh, online that shoots for you and uh, uh, edits for you. Again, uh, Fiverr can edit this for $100. So um, if you want to produce a lot of videos, and it's all about having a lot of content constantly you know, and updated, mm -hmm. there are a lot of ways to save money. I do agree, though, when I look at the other video, because you always have to have a flagship video. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the video that you should invest money in. Mm -hmm. And that's, the, as I said, the flagship one. Um, but if you produce about 80 videos a year, then it's good to look into other options. Right, so how much did they spend on that video? I think just under $2,000. Wow, do you know what SAS SAS spent on theirs? <laughs> no, I don't. What would you guess? Um, because they use their own employees, um, I'd say something probably around $50,000. Okay. Something like that. So two to 50, a little bit of a range there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, in terms of um, planning, we do need a budget, and it never, ever is going to seem like enough. Whether it's 2000 or 50000 it still doesn't seem like enough, right? Um, so what kind of marketing strategies should marketers be thinking about as they're thinking about incorporating video? What are the things that you've seen work? And, and also, maybe you can talk about some fails that you've seen. I think... Uh video strategy can be overwhelming. You know, we find that if we talk to somebody who's relatively new to video strategy and we say, you know, what's your video strategy? There's kind of like a gasp and like a couple like steps backwards, you know, well, I haven't thought about it as a strategy. And, and I think that the, you know, what we try to tell, that, that, you know, that was kind of like a couple years ago when we were, we've adapted our messaging now and we say, like, this is your video strategy. Let's start off with a bite-sized campaign that's self-contained uh, that has a clear goal in mind, that has metrics that we can measure across the entire uh, campaign, and that we can then look back on and make a decision about whether or not we were successful, mm -hmm. where we could have improved, and um, you know what we can do next. So a good example of this is, let's say um, you want to use, uh, if you really truly want to get the ROI, like an email-based campaign might be the best thing to start off with. You're going to use an email, you're going to have a subject line that's going to have the word video in it, you're going to have a thumbnail in the email that has a play button that will, that will uh, hyperlink to a landing page. That landing page will have your video, you'll have a lead form. That's a real self-contained 
campaign where you can test out the effectiveness of that video. How much interest am I getting in my customer base or my prospect base for video at all? How many of them are actually watching that video? How many of them are taking the next step? And if you just take, you know, that's, all, that's not really that difficult. It's, it's really, those are the things that as B2B marketers we're used to, right? We're used to mm -hmm. making an email campaign with a, with a landing page and that sort of thing. That's the way that I would think about uh, getting started with your video strategy. It has all the things uh, in it that you would consider from the production to the properties where it's going to live to the email promotion. Maybe you add in some social promotion as well to see where your social, uh, what your social media channels are able to do. And you can really do a good post-mortem on that and then make a decision about what you should do next. You know, what I heard you start with was what are you going to do with it and how are you going to promote it? And then you started working backwards. And yeah. I think that that's an interesting approach. Begin with the end in mind. Somebody famous said that, like Stephen Covey, I think. <laughs> but um, how about you, Andreas? Can you add um, to that? Yes. Um, I, I always look at uh, the influences that are in the industry. Uh, we had uh, a lot of success stories with taking simple when we take Instagram, take simple influencers and see uh, what products they're using. Are they using those products or are they part of this whole campaign? And then actually build it on with that influencer. So mm -hmm. for example, the video that you saw, um, she's a South African uh, influencer. She's, a, she's, not, she's not a supermodel, but I mean, she is a model. And uh, okay. so she's not an employee of the company. No, she's not an employee of the company, but she's an in more an influencer. She didn't charge a lot to do this because she also wanted to hmm. get a free video, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, that's how with the, a lot of marketing strategies, if you build them, um, we always look at um, who can you bring in that's going to add to your product, and then you work from there. Interesting. Okay. If I could just say one quick yeah, thing. Please, yeah, please. You said about uh, fails or things that don't yeah. work, and it's exactly what you talked about. If you don't have a goal in mind of what you want to do with that video, it's nearly impossible to have a successful video campaign, even from writing the videos. Um, I, we, we have a great in-house production team at Brightcove, and they've been great mentors for me, because uh, you know, I've written some product uh, demo videos and things like that. They've been great reinforcers of, let's really think about what we're doing with this video. Because if you try to do everything with the video, then you're, you're, gonna have a, you know, you're gonna be off message, you're gonna be complex, you're gonna be confusing. You know, they've really been excellent at, at having us think through, how are we gonna do this? What's the purpose of this video? You know, if we have more things we want to do, can we make three videos that are shorter that we can use in different ways to be successful? So that's where I see people fall down, is really not thinking about it, as you said, uh, what's the end, right. what's the end goal? You know, I have a, actually a good fail story too. I didn't think about it until you just talked about that, but um, try not to pack 20 pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag. Mm. And we had a video that we were doing for a client that was um, edited by committee. Oh, um, for the script, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first time they'd ever done a video shoot, <laughs> and um, so they didn't know how to look at a storyboard and understand what was going on. Yeah. We did like version after version of the script, um, and got approval. Started building the video, and this was all animated, and um, built the video out. You know, submitting it section after section. Everybody's yeah, 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 and then we get to the the end, and they're like, no. This doesn't reflect our brand. And we're like, well, what's your brand? And um, I finally, I threw it in front of one of their customers to get his feedback. And he said, it was one of those where, you know, you do the problem in the first half and the solution in the second half, right? Mm -hmm. 
And he was like, oh man, I felt like you really got me on the problem. But then on the solution side of it, you, you packed it with so many different um, benefits that I stopped believing you. Interesting. And I started looking at the script and I had completely broken my own rule. We had nine benefits in a three minute video because they were trying to be all things to all people. Yep. So how do you coach people to not do that? Well, you have to have specific uh, videos for specific topics and that we always say to the client, especially if you do in-house production, you can do a lot of videos. You don't have to, because people's attention span is so short. What can you fit in? We always say, what can you fit in in 15 seconds? And you take that and you have 15 seconds to have everything, tell them everything you want them. And then they realize, if I have 15 seconds, I might only be able to have one aspect of the product that is important and you can break it. And then you can actually break it up because it is like 15, my attention spam is not even 15 seconds. And I I do videos. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up uh, not reading books and everyone said you're gonna, they said to my parents, gonna be a stupid kid because he doesn't read. I'm, I'm not saying I'm intelligent, but... Uh, you can read. I think I was right. <laughs> I was, when I was little, I said, I just watched a movie. And look at it. Everyone is watching movies. I don't buy a product without watching a 15-second, 20-second clip of the product. I think almost everyone watches a video before you make a purchase. Reviews are good. But if somebody actually says in a video the product is good, it's better than just reading it. I would have to agree, especially, so that's like as we're going through the buying stages, you know, getting those videos, particularly at that product evaluation stage of, Mm. is this versus that, I want to see videos. I want to understand how I'm going to use it, especially for technology. So I am curious, a show of hands, how many of you have awareness videos? Okay. Now keep your hands up. How many also have videos for the second stage, which I would say researching a solution? How many have them for evaluation stage? So you're evaluating vendors or comparing product features. And how many for commitment stage? Interesting. Okay, so we have two of the buying stages kind of represented there. I think that it's, you know, video is typically thought of as a top of the funnel first. It's first mm-hmm. thought of as top of the funnel. How can I get more people? And, you know, especially, so Brightcove, is the company I work for, is a SaaS company. SaaS's bread and butter is making sure that your customers stay with you. So we've done a big focus on customer-focused videos. How-tos. How-tos. Also, uh, one of our successful campaigns was our, our Meet Your Account Manager campaign. Mm-hmm. So anytime a new uh, user starts with the customer or, uh, you know, we have some new contact, we'll send over a personalized video of, hey, I'm Tara Ryan, I'm your account manager, this is why I love working with video, this is why I love working with my customers. And so we need to keep them engaged and renewing uh, and staying with us, and so that building that loyalty and retention is a big piece of, of how we market with video as well. You know, our marketing automation provider is actually using it in the customer support where they'll actually create a video yeah. telling us how to f- figure out something. And it's quick, it's 15 seconds mm-hmm. usually, and um, it's so much easier. Yep. So, um, Andreas, I want to talk about um, a completely different mode for using video with an example that you have. So let's show that example and then have you talk about what the purpose was for that because it's quite a different approach, but I think it's a great strategy. So can you cue that third video? Okay, tell us about that. So basically, um, 
Uh, Antonio Bedos is one of our clients. Uh, we're very lucky to have a very nice client like that. So he um, had a new fragrance uh, coming out, Temptation. And um, for all the resellers to actually stock the product, uh, he's going on tour, so where he promotes the product. But in what he says is uh, he will do that, he will do that promotional tour, but in every country he goes to, he wants to support a charity. But that charity is not supported by the profits of the, the fragrance. Uh, that charity is supported by, he's a photographer, so he does an auction. At each city that he goes to, he auctions off the photography that he does. And then he supports a charity in each city. So basically, that's a way of a video marketing strategy part where the company now actually shows um, it's not just a charity and it's not uh, that all the sales are going to charity because they're still for profit. So they're marketing basically. They're marketing basically with this video that Antonio Banderas is doing this charity, he's coming, he's selling his product, but his requirement is that he needs to support a charity in each city of his choice. And then they can use that video to market also the fragrance. And he, uh, there's something interesting he said, uh, his fragrance is quite, um, uh, it's a lower price, so it's not a Gucci or Versace. And uh, when there was that economic crisis, people started buying that fragrance because they couldn't afford the other ones and then they actually started liking it and now his sales went up and then also because he's a good guy and he does charity, that helped the company and they boosted the sales by 30% because you, when you, by buying the product, you're actually indirectly supporting the charity. And this is a B2B sale. This was not a B2C. So it's an interesting angle on um, a B2C strategy or B2B to C strategy. Yes. Okay, so in the couple of minutes that we have left, um, let's first talk about promotion. How do you amplify these videos? What channels are you seeing are the most effective for getting the message out there? You want to start, Andreas? Um, yeah, um, so basically, obviously, social media is still the most effective one. I always say back in the days, you did a video and then you had to spend a lot of money to get onto TV. Now it's instant. Uh, you can uh, put it on, onto social media. Um, I, I do agree also with the, with the email uh, marketing, uh, although we didn't see as much success with the emails, although even if you put videos in it, it helps. But uh, the videos are basically uh, on, on social media. We, I work in the millennial market and um, it, I was quite shocked because I'm between, I'm, I'm not Generation X and not a millennium, I'm the Xenelial. It's between 78 and 83 and no, no millennials actually look on Facebook. And uh, because I always thought you have to go and put videos on Facebook, but none of them are on Facebook. So you have to also look at uh, what's your market. And um, especially also P2P, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, high rank positions now that are filled by millennials. And right. they will not look on Facebook. Where you know? are they looking? They are all on Instagram. They, uh, they are predominantly on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. Uh, so, uh, not LinkedIn or Twitter either, mostly Instagram? Yeah, well, they, they are on those as well, but f definitely none of them are on Facebook. So you won't mm -hmm. find them on Facebook. I'm not saying then don't go or don't use Facebook because, I mean, I, uh, you have to. It's part of your marketing strategy. But um, actually just look at what is your client, actually um, the age group, and mm -hmm. then you can actually see where you should should market it. I've heard also, I mean, Twitter, Twitter works very well in the business world, but Twitter is also not 
the best uh, platform for just video if, if you want to spread it. Okay. What have you seen? Uh, I, I think the, the big change over the last couple of years has been the rise of social um, for our social video. Every one of the platforms, one after another, is adding social functionality mm -hmm. um, and really becoming video first. I mean, I was really surprised at some of the recent changes with the Facebook news feed updates and kind of walking back on video, which is real, really something I'm still trying to process and truly understand the, the real reasons for that. But um, the rise of social promotion for the, your, your videos has definitely been the, the game changer. I think it's interesting when you talk about um, the millennials, I'm hearing this over and over again, and you guys are probably seeing it too, that in the buying process, you usually have an, an influencer who starts the process of looking seriously at a company is not that senior executive, the baby boomer or the Gen X, it's a millennial analyst. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be catering to this new style of um, making sure it's mobile enabled, making sure it's on the platforms where they visit and, and that the message is something that they can connect with, right? And, and I'd say too, if, you know, if you're targeting that kind of an audience, the authenticity of the video is highly valued and mm -hmm. that can be a way that you can get around having to do something with a high production value. You know, if you do something that looks a little rougher, it doesn't look as polished, uh, it looks more real. It looks like someone just hopped in front of an iPhone and you know spoke their heart about you know something like that. Actually, will real truly resonate with that millennial audience. Interesting. And especially on social. Interesting, because they're more and more aware of the airbrushed models. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. All right, well, gentlemen, I think we're out of time, but thank you so much. This has been great. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B two B Marketing Exchange podcast. To receive future episodes, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And if you're hungry for more B2B best practices, join us at the 2020 B2B Marketing Exchange, coming to Scottsdale, Arizona from February 24th to 26th. You'll have access to more than 100 sessions focused on content marketing, demand gen, ABM, and so much more. Save 25% on your pass by using discount code B2B pod. That's B2B P-O-D. We hope to see you there.